0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Blueberry Network. That's
1: BlueberryWithNoEase.com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Transpersonal Radio with Angela Lynn Gibson. Remember, your thoughts upload your reality. Think wisely and always prepare to ignite. Welcome. welcome to transpersonal radio
0: Transpersonalradio.com. real talk for real life inspiring podcasts exploring personal empowerment, empowerment. and transformation through parapsychology spirituality and how your thoughts Uh-oh. upload your reality And now your host Angela Angela L Gibson today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash transpersonal radio. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player.
1: Welcome to Perspective of Hope. I'm delighted to introduce our guest today, Angela Lynn Gibson. Angela. Are you ready to inspire?
0: You bet I am, Sean.
1: Awesome. Angela is a professional certified transpersonal tarot reader, medium, and intuitive counselor. Angela, I've shared a brief introduction about you. Why don't you take a minute, take a few minutes if you'd like, and please tell us more about yourself and your business.
0: Sure. Uh, Well, as you mentioned, I'm a professional uh, transpersonal tarot reader. I'm uh, an intuitive counselor and I fully engage my psychic and intuitive potential, my mediumship skills and my counseling experience to guide people in transforming their lives. I'm also host of Transpersonal Radio, a podcast facilitating personal empowerment and transformation through exploration of things like parapsychology, spirituality, world religion, states of consciousness and most importantly, how your thoughts upload your reality.
1: Thank you. Angela, share with us your favorite quote.
0: Well, there are so many. Um, It's hard to choose just one. I I actually have two that kind of go together, and they are my go-to quotes right now. And the first one is, All that we are is the result of what we have thought. The mind is everything. What we think, we become. And that's a quote from Buddha. And the second one is, Watch your thoughts; they become words. Watch your words; they become actions. Watch your actions; they become habits. Watch your habits; they become character. Watch your character; it becomes your destiny. Lao Tzu.
1: I love those quotes, Angela. Um, I completely agree with you. I've. I've had the opportunity to become more aware of my thoughts and how they um, how they impact my life in a in a positive way. Thank you so much for sharing that.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Give us an example of how you apply uh, this quote or these quotes um, in your life.
0: Well, Sean, I try to live each day being aware of how my thought patterns are developing and potentially shaping my reality, even throughout the day. So, Metaphysical or new age circles like to talk about the concept of like attracting like. um, Meaning if your vibration is positive, you'll attract more positive people and circumstances into your life. Likewise, if you are a negative Nancy, you're going to attract more circumstances in your life to justify that belief system. Whether you really believe that or not, there is truth and wisdom in Buddha's and Lao Tzu's observations. Because at a very fundamental level... What you think affects how you behave and how you think affects how you speak to and interact with those around you and your interactions have a direct impact on your reality.
1: Very insightful, very insightful. Um, so, Angela, as you know, our podcast, Perspective of Hope, is about lifting up the fallen. It's about uh, people that have experienced or are currently experiencing a loss Tell us a time when you experienced a loss or a significant setback.
0: Well, there have been many. I had a difficult time choosing just one particular event for this interview. I've experienced death of loved ones throughout my life, starting at age two. I've experienced loss of health. I've lost jobs. I've lost marriages. I've lost homes. Um, and I've even had the more abstract loss of, you know, loss of dreams where you have a certain mindset and you're, you know, well, this is how my life is going to be and it, it doesn't turn out that way. Um, it's, it's a loss. But really, instead of focusing on just one particular loss, I, I guess what I'd like to do is kind of address overcoming setbacks in general.
1: Please, please do.
0: Um, I would say um, in, in overcoming these different experiences throughout my life, First and foremost, it was important in allowing myself to grieve and allowing myself time and a lot of time. It has also been very important to me to never be a victim or a martyr. I understood at a very young age that losses and setbacks happen to everyone. That life is not fair. That sometimes people have more challenges and setbacks than others. And there's always someone who has it worse than I do. I guess you could say I've always had an innate survival instinct and a resolve, and I'm not a quitter. I have been knocked down, and I've been out of the game quite a few times, but I will not just wither away. So, I guess what I can say is that for all the ugliness that can be in the world, and for all the pain we at times have to tolerate, there is also extreme beauty in the world. There are incredibly heroic and amazing people in the world. There are brilliant and creative people, and those people... Also had to overcome struggles and setbacks and losses. No one has a perfect life We've all experienced the dark before the dawn
1: Angela those are really wise words. I especially agree with you when you talked about uh, Allowing the time to grieve because that is I believe that is critical, you know as one of the initial phases and um and I also agree with your point about um, how sometimes when we may feel that we are at our lowest is when is when grace happens to shine upon us. Yes. And uh, through, through the love of, of those around us.
0: Absolutely.
1: So how I, I know you shared, I know you shared a few, um, I know you shared a few setbacks and losses, which I appreciate how would you say that you overcame, overcame then or or perhaps if you prefer, you can choose one loss and share with us how you overcame that.
0: Sure, I would say probably for me, um, well, I would say probably we'll talk about the death of my youngest son, because that would be the largest setback or the largest loss that I had to deal with. It was obviously quite significant. and. And I will admit that initially I did not deal with it very well. However, I eventually started, I guess, what you would call a spiritual journey. I started visiting different churches and talking to different leaders of those churches. And I started seeking out answers. And through that process, I began to learn a lot more about self-reliance and thinking for myself and understanding that uh, even though their well-meaning a lot of the people who are leaders of churches don't necessarily have all the answers either so while that's a nice um, how would I want to explain that's a nice way for some people to have a sense of community and a sense of support for me I needed to go further than that and, and really do a lot of research and a lot of soul searching if you will and for me it was really just taking those first initial steps in moving forward and Seeking answers and through that one thing led to another until eventually I was able to pick myself up and Have a new perspective
1: So it sounds like uh, at least one one thing that I heard you say is just being able to help yourself and um, Movement movement is definitely key at least from my experience. Yes
0: Absolutely movement. <laughs> yes,
1: And and Angela, what would you say was your key takeaway from that experience?
0: I would say the key takeaway is that I am resilient and I'm strong, that I can still love and be loved, that there is still joy in my days and life to be lived, that I understand there will continue to be struggles, but I am equipped to deal with those lows that will inevitably occur, occur. And it's okay to have a bad day, or to go through a tough time, and to not always be upbeat. It's okay to sit with the sadness, the anger, the pain, or the desolation and the loss, because I know it's possible to get through those times, and those experiences help me understand how precious and important every second of every day really is. Every single experience in my life has made me who I am today, and I would not trade any of it.
1: Excellent. Um, Angela, how would you say that a shift in perspective can help us to see things in a more positive light?
0: Again, I go back to our thoughts uploading our reality. I would not say that we just need to see things in a positive light per se, meaning we should not try to just override a bad experience by being positive or pretending everything is okay when it clearly isn't or to pretend nothing bad happened and not feel anything at all. Stuff the feelings down inside I would posit that it's critical to fully understand the lessons in our experiences So that we can begin to transfigure any patterns we keep repeating in our lives It's important to recognize If we are playing the why me game Meaning if we're stuck in a mindset that oh bad things always happen to me Or I have the worst luck on the planet or my life sucks Well guess what? That's exactly what you're gonna be pulling into your life. It's sort of a self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling prophecy. So having hope is important as long as there is action involved. So just saying, well, I hope things get better and never doing anything to make your life better is setting yourself up to fail. And along those lines, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, you're going to get, keep getting the same results. So a shift in perspective is key to looking at your world differently and understanding that you're not just an inactive observer in your life. That things keep happening too. You have choices. You have tools to become empowered. You have the ability to be an active participant in your reality.
1: And you you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say a couple of things. I heard you uh, that I heard you say is that you know we need to be active uh, members in in our life in our game of life. Yes. And, um, and of course, you know, the process requires us to be aware of what we're doing, what is repetitive, is there a trend?
0: Absolutely. Because, you know, it's, it's interesting, if people really step back and ask themselves, why is this person in my life? Or why is this situation in my life? Or why did this person leave? Or why did that situation not materialize the way I thought it would and you're exactly right Sean if you start seeing a pattern wow I'm in a relationship with a new person and it's the same old thing it's just a different person guess what it's time to take a really good hard look at some of the patterns that you're repeating and get to the core of why
1: yes yes I would agree with that Um, Angela do you believe that our circle of friends and family can help lift us up and if so how
0: yes I do More often than not, family and friends are at a loss on how to comfort someone going through a major crisis. There may be feelings of awkwardness or even sometimes fear of that same situation happening to them. Some some well-meaning family or friends may say things that are more hurtful than helpful, even though they're really trying to be supportive. So it's important to understand that each person grieves a loss in his or her own way. Many times it's important to just be there for a person experiencing a crisis. By that I mean in a literal sense. For example, again, when my youngest son died, many friends and family kept wanting me to talk about it, but I wasn't ready yet. I just wanted some of them to sit with me in the same room, to just be there. Many times someone going through a crisis is not looking for unsolicited advice. They just wanna know they are not alone. They just want the company and the comfort of loved ones to help them have some sense of normalcy and stability while they're going through this loss or this setback and while they're processing what's happening to them. And sometimes it's okay for the person experiencing a crisis to be alone for a little while, unless there's reason to believe the person may harm themselves or someone else, or unless the person has been suffering from clinical depression, it's important to respect the wishes and sort of wait in the wings, so to speak, until the person suffering the loss is ready to reach out and talk about what's happening. In other words, having patience and not overstepping boundaries is key in allowing the person the space required to process. So let that person reach out to you when they're ready and be there for them as best you can. It isn't always necessary to offer words of wisdom or to try to take their pain away. Oftentimes, just being present is enough.
1: I really agree with that, Angela. I, uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, those of us perhaps that have been experienced the same type of loss as an individual, it's hard for, for us to understand where they're coming from. And perhaps it gets back to your initial point about us us as us in as a way to express our respect to allow the individual that space, that time to grieve.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And understanding again that that each person has his or own way of going through the grieving process. So while there are typically five steps to the grieving process, they're not always At the same point at the same time and it's not necessarily going to follow a linear pattern. Oh, well, I've gone through anger So acceptance is next. No, you may go through anger and then you may go through some acceptance and then you may go back to anger or sadness So it it is a process and allowing the person the space and the time to work through that and just hold space for them While they do that is really important
1: Angela So when we notice, when we notice those around us, you know, if they happen to be struggling or if they're experiencing a loss, how can we be of assistance to them?
0: One piece of wise advice I heard a long time ago, and I just love this, it's to be specific. So instead of saying, oh, I'm here if you need me or let me know what I can do. Instead, say something like, I'll come over on Tuesday evenings, every Tuesday this month, and I'll take you out to eat. Or we'll order a pizza and watch a movie. Or something like, I've hired a housekeeper to come over once a month for a year, so you won't have to worry about that. Or I've hired a resume consultant to help get you better prepared for your job search. So doing something specific for someone experiencing a crisis is much more valuable than just greeting cards or vague platitudes. You know, if you if you really want to assist, step up and do something that makes life a little brighter, a little better, helps the person get motivated to move forward. Um, another phenomenon that happens is family and friends are there in the first month or the first few months of a crisis, but then over time they get busy with their own lives again, support wanes or it disappears altogether. It's important to reach out to the person periodically until they're back on their feet just to check in. That means the world to people who are suffering a loss or a setback. So. I guess probably one of the easiest ways to think about it would be to think about a time you yourself experienced a loss. What would you have found to be really helpful during that time? And I'd also like to mention another point that is potentially controversial, but it's critical. As family and friends of a person who may have suffered a loss, it is important to recognize if the person has fallen into the victim or martyr mentality and is stagnated. So, sort of milking the loss or the setback for all it's worth, so to speak. There are times when intervention and tough love may be necessary, and it's important to recognize when professional counseling may be beneficial to help someone who isn't successfully progressing through the stages of grief.
1: So it's it's almost finding it's almost finding that right balance between um, letting letting people know that you're there for them and being aware of their needs, but yet not. Um, not intervening in their lives um too much it's it's just finding that right balance
0: exactly being sensitive and aware of the interactions with the person and oftentimes family and friends they're going to know this person's pattern before a loss and then when they're going through a loss they'll be able to say wow okay i think you know for example i'll give an example allowing a person a week after a loss to stay in bed and do nothing and cry or even, you know, a death of a loved one, it could be a week or two or three that they are just locked in their room and they're not really functioning. That's to be expected. But we start coming up on three months. That's a problem. We need to intervene here and say, whoa, we need to take a look at this.
1: I understand. I understand. And, um, what is, what is one thing that our listeners can do today as an action to restore their hope?
0: Okay, I'm going to cheat just a little bit here because, again, I'm unable to choose just one, but I'll make it very brief. It's important to recognize that you're not alone. Each and every single human being on this planet has suffered or will suffer loss and setbacks. And that's part of the human existence. If you're physically able exercise, even if it's just a walk around the block to get started. If you're unable to exercise because of physical limitations or health conditions, then at least get outside in nature and get some fresh air and a change of scenery. Don't lock yourself in your house or lock yourself away in your room or cut yourself off from people. Another really good one is to volunteer or to otherwise get involved in your local community. There's a sense of accomplishment in helping others and you'll gain an understanding of other struggles and you'll gain some important insights. Join online forums and support groups like Perspective of Hope. Share your story with others and listen to theirs. And finally, if you can understand how your thoughts, your behavior, your attitudes, your actions, and your choices create your reality and you understand how losses and setbacks can create strengths and aptitudes and skills you never knew you had, you will be amazed at how resilient you are. You'll be amazed at how you can overcome and how strong your character really is.
1: I, um, I would agree on probably all the points you made a couple of points I want to highlight is what, what I heard you say is uh, how baby steps are important, you know, for us to continuously move forward. So Angela, where do you turn for inspiration and motivation?
0: Well, Sean, I don't have a single source. I would say people who inspire me and motivate me are those who have gone through life-changing struggles and losses and setbacks, and they've not only survived, but they're thriving. I have to say, I really am amazed each day. I, I come into contact with people, and I am just in awe of their resilience and their compassion and the love that people are capable of and demonstrate. I really admire those who live their lives with authenticity and genuineness and those who share their stories Not because they want to build their own egos or because they want recognition for surviving a setback, but Really because they truly want to give to others and they want to give a hand up when other people get knocked down And they want to see others succeed and evolve to their fullest potential I really get motivated when I hear stories of people who have come back from the brink and they are not afraid to share their Experiences with others. It's it's amazing they can look at these losses and these setbacks. And I try to do this, I have done this. I look at some losses and some setbacks that I've been through. And I say not today. Today, I am going to stand up, I'm going to brush myself off, and I'm going to take that first step toward recovery.
1: I like what you said, because, um, you know, I also agree that uh, the, the individuals that I tend to Admire and be attracted to are those that um, that are those that just have a lot of character, and you know, um, a lot of the character potentially comes from a place of struggles and challenges and losses that they've had in their lives, and um, and also the other the other word that I heard you say is, you know, being able to serve others, being of service to others. Yes. Um, it really helps to put. Our lives in perspective when we see others' challenges.
0: Exactly, exactly. We really understand on a fundamental level when we've been through the dredges that, you know, it's not all about me. And it's, there is more to life than a fancy car or a fancy house or how much money I have in my bank account or what my status is. There are, when you are connecting with people, on a level of authenticity because all of that has been stripped away from you and you have nothing else to look at but who you are and what your character is, well that's a life-changing event right there. And people can either choose to take that and become stronger and more resilient and help others or they can wither away. It is a choice. But I am so inspired by people who say, you know what? Yeah, I got knocked down and it hurt and it took me months or maybe years to recover from it. But here I am and I'm ready to go again. Let's do it.
1: I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, Angela, it's been my pleasure to have you on Perspective of Hope. Please let us know the best way that we can reach out to you for guidance or support.
0: You bet. Uh, you, the listeners can go to my website. It's com, and that's L-Y-N-N-E, so com. They can also go to TransPersonalRadio.com where I am also doing a series of podcasts around all these different um what I like to do is look at all these different ways that we can explore how our thoughts do upload our reality and I have a lot of guest interviews there and and, um, and who share different perspectives on that so
1: thank you so thank you so much for your time your wisdom and your expertise
0: Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate being able to be interviewed, and I hope that your Perspective of Hope really reaches a lot of people. I I am very intrigued with the work you're doing, and I think it holds a lot of value, so I hope it really gets out there in a big way.
1: Thank you so much for your kind words. And listeners, I invite you to visit our Facebook page, Perspective of Hope. This is a wonderful community of support that is available to you You can leave a comment, ask a question, or seek advice. Until next time, this is Sean Frejati.
0: Hey, I want to give a shout out to Steve Schoen, an accomplished professional voice actor and audio producer who created my new intro and outro for Transpersonal Radio. Steve is based out of the Sacramento, California area. If you'd like to hire Steve for voiceover work, you can find him at soundsofmyvoice.com. That's sounds with an S, soundsofmyvoice.com. Steve is also an event entertainer and wedding DJ. If you want to liven up your event with a truly talented and fun personality, check out sacramentoweddingdj.com. You can also find Steve on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash steve. Dot shown. That's S C H O N. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To Trans Transpersonal Radio. If you'd like to suggest a future, future topic or be a, be a guest, visit transpersonalradio.com. Call the hotline at 619 800 6057
1: or like our page. Facebook.com slash
0: Transpersonal Radio.